Rio Hondo Prep Football is one of the best kept secrets in all of Southern California. As one of the smallest enrollments year in and year out, the Cares have won 14 CIF championships and have been one of the most successful programs throughout their history. Welcome to A Charge to Keep, the official podcast of Rio Hondo Prep Football. And now, bringing you the latest news and content from his alma mater, a CIF champion in 2001. From the class of 2003, here's your host, Matt Ursima. What is up, Rio Hondo football fans? Happy Victory Saturday to everybody out there. Happy, well, not Friday the 13th any longer. It was last night and uh, rather spooky evening down in uh, Calabasas, but a victory nonetheless. Rio Hondo Prep improves to 8-0 on the not-so-young uh, season anymore. Eight games in, two to go in the regular season. The Cares remain perfect, unbeaten, uh, looked sharp coming off the bye week with a 35-7 to victory over the Viewpoint Patriots in their Gold Coast League opener. And uh, we talked about Viewpoint a little bit last week in the pregame show, I should say. And, you know, uh, Viewpoint came out swinging. If, if they won this game, they were guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. And I thought that I thought they were ready to play, but uh, I thought Rio was more ready to play, if you know what I mean. And it was uh, Rio getting off uh, to a very fast start as, uh, you know, even better than I uh, had hoped for. I mean, the running game was there. The passing game, an air assault, really, from Alex Mustaine and the Cares offense. Four touchdown passes from the senior quarterback, and he did have a touchdown uh, run as well. So uh, Alex Mustaine count accounting for all five of Rio Hondo's uh, touchdowns. And, you know, once again, just as humble as could be, always talking about high praise about his teammates, his coaches, the offensive line, uh, a tremendous leader he is, and a phenomenal uh, quarterback uh, nice being that tall guy back I'm so jealous man back in the day I you know had to jump or jump to see uh, over linemen or pick my angles but Alex stands tall back there and really fires the ball uh throws a nice deep ball and kind of on those short intermediate runs man he just he he he, he forgets uh to not throw the fastball sometimes and he just lasers it in there but uh uh who was it uh, Yannick Diaz had a great catch for the Cares, a final touchdown of the night, the uh, the backup quarterback and kind of utility guy made a nice grab in the end zone off that fastball from a stain. So Real Hondo, 35-7 to victorious over Viewpoint, and it's on to the Brentwood Eagles, which is uh, hands down the game of the year, a game that has been circled on the calendars for many, many months, and the Cares hope to avenge last season's loss at Care Park to the Brentwood Eagles, who uh, ran through league play and dominated, and they were victorious once again last night against Campbell Hall winning 44 to nothing. So quite the showdown next week in week nine for, uh, you know, Rio travels again up, up there to uh, West Los Angeles to take on the Brentwood Eagles. But we will get to that uh, maybe later in the week on the pregame show. And maybe we'll touch on it a bit today. But I was very impressed with the Cares coming out, uh, you know, swinging. The running game was uh, was there and, and effective and offensive line did great defensively. The cares, uh, same same thing. Benton didn't break, didn't quite get that turnover we all hoped for. But um, need, needless to say, they they rushed the passer, made plays when it matters, and only allowed the one touchdown there from viewpoint. So again, a great team win. They didn't look rusty, which was kind of a fear of mine going into the game. Or not rusty, just maybe like a slow start. But they seemed refreshed, uh, full of energy, and ready to go. And, uh, you know, some bumps and bruises along the way, guys icing down after the game, nothing serious, but that's just the nature of football, right? And sometimes it's better to be safe than sorry, uh, to be cautious, uh, you know, when you get a big lead to how do you play guys? When do you play guys? I mean, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough thing sometimes. And I think the coaching staff does a very good job of that. 
managing expectations and, and injuries and potential injuries. So uh, a lot to lot, lot going on out there besides just calling plays, right? So I, again, my props to the coaching staff who is always thinking ahead, if you will, to the next opponent, to a few weeks down the road, to maybe guys healing up, guys not risking in injury, and also getting some of the younger guys, you know, the uh, the backups and such, getting them some uh, much needed time on the field because it's good to uh, test your 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 second and third string guys and to have them get some experience that is more than just oh the final minute of a game or something so uh, again uh, we hope for health and safety for everyone out there but uh, as we go as we go into the playoffs we don't want to be limping too much even though we have had some guys go down and uh, some guys have uh, you know made it back on the field which I'm rather impressed with and, and maybe some other guys will get on the on the field uh, very very soon uh, and, and unfortunately, there might be a guy or two that uh, doesn't see the field anymore. And that's just the nature of football. But we wish everyone well, uh, health and safety the rest of the way. And uh, man, it's 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 we're counting it down, man. I called it the final countdown on the uh, pregame show last week. And here we are, just a couple of league games left. And then it's the playoffs and it's all or nothing. And uh, just very excited about that. A nice, nice little road trip yesterday. I hustled out of work, uh, went from the city industry straight down. The 10 freeway uh, until I hit the ocean, made a right turn, and then ended up in the Topanga Canyon uh, road there. And uh, yeah, just uh, stumbled upon Calabasas High School, a great venue, great scenery uh, on a Friday night. Uh, chill was in the air for sure. And uh, Real Hondo uh, delivered once again. Props to all the parents for making that drive, getting there early. Uh, that wasn't an easy trip. And I think it's a little closer next week in Brentwood, but still a, a tough a tough drive on a Friday night. So we will all get there uh, when we get there and support our Real Hondo Prep Cares. Today on the show, we're going to be joined by head coach Mark Carson. And uh, always fun chatting with him. We'll break down some of the big plays. Of course, talk about uh, maybe a little bit of the next opponent and just the status of his team. And then we are supposed, I always say supposed to, because sometimes things come up. Uh, you, you schedule something with the high school guys and, uh, and you know, it, 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 it changes. And so anyway... Uh, we are supposed to a nice treat today. We're going to be joined by the the Curtis brothers, Nate and Josh Curtis, twin brothers on the team. They're both they're both juniors, and uh, looking forward to them uh, coming on the show. I figured let's bring them both on and talk to both of them at the same time. Um, you know, double double trouble. We'll say no. I, I don't know what to call them, but uh, Josh does a heck of a job on the defensive side of the ball and special teams. Uh, I've really noticed him making some big time plays and tackles in the open field. And uh, Nate, man, the speedster, two touchdowns last night. One, a 49-yard bomb, I think, and then another one, you know, he caught like an eight-yard pass and uh, took it the rest of 34 yards himself. Just he's such a speedster, man. And, uh, yeah, 42-yard touchdown catch there. And and Josh, you know, contributes on both sides of the ball. And, as man, he's got the height on him. He's a big, tough uh, defensive back out there. So two guys that really contribute to this football team, and there's so many uh, parts and, and tools and moving, moving, you know, and pieces on this team that contribute. But I thought let's bring on – a couple key guys, uh, their brothers, and, and let's maybe joke with them and uh, get the inside on the Curtis family if we can. So again, we're supposed to be joined by them uh, after my interview with Coach Carson, and uh, you know, hopefully uh, there's there's uh, no interruptions there. We don't have to edit any of this out, but if we do, we do. So uh, head coach Mark Carson, we'll talk about the 35 to seven win over Viewpoint, and uh, you know how how his team's doing going into Week Nine now. Uh, you know the 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 winds and the the temperature have changed and. It's starting to feel like playoff football already. It's just a fun time of year versus, uh, you know, when it was uh, super hot in, in mid mid August, and here we are in, in uh, mid mid to late October. And again, you blink and the season's over. And, you know, so uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as I have. It's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, thank you to everyone who, for the kind words from our pregame show. I guess a lot of people really liked the Sean Tellis uh, interview, and and I did as well. It's always a privilege and honor to sit down with 
uh, Real Hondo alums and, and, and other great guests. And I got a couple more interviews already lined up, ready to go for the next few weeks. So I'm ahead of the game. Very excited about that. And um, I think you guys will enjoy them. So if you haven't had a chance, uh, the pregame shows, again, if, if, if you don't get a chance to listen before the game, you can still go back and listen to those because there's usually an interview in there that you know you can get something from. You obviously would probably skip the the, the previewing of the opponent stuff, but there's always an interview there, usually in the beginning or somewhat in the middle, that I think you guys would enjoy. So if you haven't ha had a chance to listen to some of the pregame shows, go back and listen, man, because that's where I bring on the alums, maybe some reporters, uh, coaches from the other teams, and uh, I reserve the weekend uh, postgame shows for just Coach Carson. And uh, one of our, or two of our, in this case, today, uh, so and, and just the players, uh, coaches and players on the weekend postgame show. I think it fits a little bit better. So let's not waste any more time. Let's bring on our fearless leader, HCMC head coach, Mark Carson, who will chat about his team's performance in week eight and uh, maybe what it's like now being eight and no with uh, not much of the regular season remaining. It's going to be a, a fun couple of weeks. And uh, I know him and his coaching staff are up for the challenge to finish strong and make us all proud. Once again, here is the eye of the tiger HCMC head coach, Mark Carson. All right, guys, that music can only mean in one thing. It's time for our fearless leader, head coach Mark Carson. What's going on, Coach Carson? Hey, Matt, good to see you. Long time no see. That's right. It's been, uh, you know, whatever, 12 hours. Uh, I don't know. I lose track. It's honestly a little later on a Saturday. But uh, you know what? Uh, father duties come first for, for Coach Carson after a Friday night especially. Yeah, a lot of volleyball today. So driving around back and forth and, yeah. A lot of volleyball. It's all good. It's all good. Super dad. Yeah, it goes from all football all week to uh, to a lot of volleyball on Saturday. Hey, Mark, uh, 8-0. That sounds pretty good to me. Um, the boys look pretty sharp coming off the bye last night with the 35-7 to victory over Viewpoint. Yeah, um, coming off a bye, you never know, you know quite how it's going to be. Um, and we were happy to see, especially that first quarter, um pretty much played a flawless quarter of football uh, a lot of that touchdown late but uh four touchdowns um special teams were great kickoff coverage we were you know worked on that this week after giving up some long returns earlier and um they actually returned one for a touchdown uh in their game last week and so worked on that and now we're happy with that and then defense was, was really solid um got a block, block punt um, and then the offense, you know, what can you say? Uh, O-line did a great job protecting Mustaine. And Mustaine, when he has time, he's going to he's gonna light it up. And uh, he did a great job uh, getting us in the end zone five times. Yeah, single-handedly, uh, you know, five, five, counted for five touchdowns, four touchdown passes in that touchdown run. Uh, you know, if I got to be critical about anything, Mark, it's that a couple of times it seemed like, uh, on offense, like maybe backs went the wrong way and kind of Alex was stuck yeah. going a different way. So I don't, I, that doesn't happen often, but it did happen a couple times last night. Yeah, you're right. You're correct. That did happen. And yeah, Alex, Alex is the one that looks bad when in, in truth, it's the running back too. <laughs> An astute <laughs> fan like yourself would pick that up, but yeah, Alex gets stuck with the ball and then got to try to make something happen. And that's not his game. He's got to stay in the system and, 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 uh, do what he's supposed yeah. to do that one. Al Alex has such a strong arm, Mark. I think uh, he throws a very nice deep ball. He's got great poise in the pocket. Uh, but, man, some of those 
And this is no knock on him. It's just kind of kind of humorous. It's those those short and inter- intermediate balls. Sometimes, I mean, he, he doesn't he doesn't change pieces. Right. He's got only fastballs, you know. Yeah, he just rifles it in there, man. No change up or curveballs from Alex. He's just gonna <laughs> shove it in there. You better you better catch it. Yeah. You know. Hey, if I had an arm like him, I, I'd be uh, using it too. But uh, yeah, big night from him. Um, I thought penalties were down, which was nice. Uh, y- you know, ultimately pretty good team win. You guys probably could have scored a lot more points, but I think you got a lot of different guys, some action last night, which at this point of the season, I mean, it really is about the health of your players and also getting, again, like it's been all year, those second and third string guys, uh, you know, big game reps. Yeah, exactly. Getting there prepared for um, the eventuality that, Seems like it always happens. You know, someone's got to fill in late because of injury late in the season in a playoff game or big game uh, in league. And so. Uh Oh, looks like we froze for a minute. I will pause. Sorry, guys, technical difficulties. We are back. Uh, Coach, we were talking briefly about. Just uh, getting guys rep, getting guys reps, of course, like you have all season, and obviously managing uh, the starters, giving them some well-deserved rest as well. Yeah, once we had the game in hand, Matt, uh, up twenty-eight nothing. You know, we we thought from that point, let's um, get our second string guys some good reps, rather than end of game with a running clock or whatever. So uh, we got them in, and and uh, viewpoint who we thought was very well prepared and came out hitting. Um, was going to be a good test for those guys too. And, and knowing that our seasons will sometimes depend on a second stringer filling in in a key moment late in the season, um, it's a good chance for that. And so that's kind of the mantra we took. And of course, yeah, end of year, just uh, the end of the season, you're trying to keep everyone healthy. And so balancing all that is, is kind of the tightrope we walk. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes you could score more points maybe or, or whatever, but uh, you know, weird injuries happen at, at very random times. We've seen plenty of injuries on this team already. Some guys have bounced back. Some guys, you know, uh, might be out a while. It's just the nature of the beast. And so, yeah, uh, there's more to head coaching, we'll say, than just calling plays, right? And um, it's managing. Uh-oh, did we freeze again? What is going on today, guys? <clears throat> All right, I think we have fixed the problem. Coach Carson, I don't know if it's the Brentwood Spies trying to, uh, you know, d- tap into our interview here or what, but uh, you never know. You never know, right? Friday the 13th was yesterday. Uh, but, yeah, I was just going to say there's more to being a head coach than uh, just calling plays sometimes, right? Right. Managing the game is a big part of it. Um, getting guys meaningful reps, keeping guys healthy, right, and um, making sure our guys – who have earned the playing time still get enough playing time and, you know, to stay happy. But at the end of the year, um, going into playoffs, we want to be as healthy as possible. And so that's always in the back of my mind. And I'm always watching guys who's limping around, who's cutting up slow and just uh, protecting them and managing that is a big part of it. Yeah. And some things you can't, uh, you know, you can't avoid. It's just the the way it goes sometimes, you know, uh, some guys get injured just, on random plays. And that's the scary part. And yep. also the, also the beauty of football too. So uh, I want to uh, briefly here, look at the, uh, the stat line from last night, as is always, uh, always uh, good to see kind of what we're, what we're looking at on paper here. 
Um, let me see. Uh, I did want to mention that blocked punt you guys had, Mark. Colby, Colby Johnson, the senior rolling in there. Uh, rather funny, rather humorous block punt. Uh, kind of tripped and blocked it with the back of his head. I mean, I don't know if athletic is the way to say it, but it was something else. Yeah, it was interesting. After the first punt, he came off and said, hey, I can block it. And um, so we said, all right, Colby, go block it, you know. And sure enough, <laughs> so good. And uh, good for him. Yeah, I think that's our first block punt of the season. Great to have something that like that on film to uh, get teams in the back of their head thinking, oh, I got to rush the punt against Rio because uh, they might come after it. And um, that'll pay dividends down the line. And it's a good athletic play, even though he looked kind of goofy. <laughs> absolutely hey go be an athlete man make a play uh you know mark this is one of the rare times uh very rare i will say that uh you know rio did not rush it appears for a uh, hundred yards or or more i mean usually you're in the two maybe even 300s and according to the stats here look like uh you had a lot more passing yards than uh rushing yards although caden holcomb and uh noah penanary uh did did a, yeah. a, a lot of the work there but uh yeah kind of a an inverse game plan, not a game plan, but just the way the game went last night. Yeah, we had um, intentionally came out and wanted to throw. And um, like I said earlier, when, when Alex has time and our, our low line uh, protects, we do um, give him time, he's going to complete a lot of passes. And that's up our pass protection. Coach Dave Drain and, and, and Randy have been working on that. And um, it showed last night. So, yeah, we got over 100 rushing, but, yeah, to, to out-throw, uh, out-gain in the air is uh, – you rarely see that at Rio. Yeah, I looked at the wrong column there. My apologies. 132 yards rushing for, for you last night, which is nice, but, you know, it's not kind of Rio standards. You guys threw for more uh, yards, 187 there, and uh, the four touchdowns uh, we mentioned. And uh, didn't get that turnover that you guys uh, pride yourself in, but you did get three sacks, which was was pretty cool to see. Three sacks, and I don't know—is a block punt? Is that a turnover? I don't know if it goes down as officially, but it is a game changer. And so I think if you take that uh, every day of the week, yeah, we'll take that. Um, yeah, the sacks were nice. Um, it's going to be important this week against Brentwood to be able to pressure their guy, mix up looks in the coverage. But like getting to him is going to be a big deal, um, and bringing him down—he's a big dude with good wheels. So um, hopefully, we can dial up some more pre pre pressure packages like that. Um, really happy with only our four penalties. You know, I think that's about what, where we should be. And, uh, you know, I know you're, you're good friends with the, uh, the referee last night, um, Joe, and he did a great job. And it's like, um, you all can always tell when you don't even, you don't even notice their officials, you know, yeah. everything that called was called and, and everything, you know, and the game went smoothly and it's like, Oh yeah. Um, the officials are out there. And so that's when, you know, it's, it's a, it's a really um, good game that way. Yes, for sure. My good buddy, Joe was uh, in charge of things last night. We've worked some games at the college level and a great guy and does a heck of a job out there. So yeah, I thought the game was officiated. Well, you guys played well, not too many mistakes. Uh, the ball did go on the ground one time, but I think you guys got it back, which was, uh, which was, which was very good. Um, I had, uh, well, I am going to have the Curtis brothers on the podcast today, later, Mark, both Josh and Nate, the twin brothers, uh, the, the, the junior from the junior class. Uh, if you could, man, talk about each of those guys individually and kind of what they mean to your football team. Yeah, Josh, um, first he was a, uh, freshman player for us who, who wasn't, didn't pop out right away, you know, and, um, was decent on JV and then. Last year, 
he got pressed in a service due to injury and um, started making plays. And the guy is, you know, super sweet kid. Um, nice. Won't find a nicer guy on campus. And um, but he started making plays and he's lightning fast. I would say in, in a um, maybe not in a short sprint, but in a long sprint, 60 yards or more. He's probably the fastest guy on the team and um, good ball skills. And he's tall. You know, I like those rangy DBs. So whether it's corner or safety, and a lot more safety than he uh, um, is corner, but great player that way too. And uh, big in our return game, he had a nice kickoff return to start the game yesterday and uh, got us good field position. And so this is a great guy to have out there anywhere. Um, doesn't play a lot of offense, more of a backup, but special teams and defense especially. And then Nate, who, who's everyone probably a little more familiar with, one of our featured guys on offense um, is a dynamic player, you know, call him Christian McCaffrey uh, on offense. And then defensively, he's just as good. And uh, for Nate, we always knew he was going to be a good player, but um, the amount of work he's put in in the weight room has mm. seen, um, seen his ceiling raise even higher, you know, and he's super durable, can play all game can take a hit. He took a, took a pretty good shot yesterday and, and got up um, and, and delivers hits, super scrappy. The position he plays on defense, a lot of times um, he gets a lot of freedom. He has some rules he's got to follow, but he has a lot of freedom out there, more than anybody else, about where to line up and where to go. And and he's all over the field making plays. And so um, really happy to see both those guys and, and uh, have success. And um, they're only juniors, so it's going to be another uh, season ahead of us of, of the Curtis twins. Yeah, the Curtis family is phenomenal. Uh, the mom is so nice to me talking about the podcast all the time and everything. And what, what I love about those two boys, Mark, is uh, to me, they they so many guys on this team are like this, but they exemplify uh, Real Hondo Prep Cares. You would not know they were the big time football players. They are. They're just they're just guys that are just happy to be around their teammates. And you wouldn't know that they're big time stars. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see any, yeah. Wild displays of, you know, anything to try to draw attention to themselves and they're just super humble guys, um, but great athletes. And like you said, come from a great family, um, parents, grandparents are all very supportive of, of our program. And so um, couldn't be happier for those guys. And man, we're just blessed to have, have them in our program. Amen to that. Um, Mark, I got a message last week and I shared it uh, with everybody, but I wanted you to, uh, I wanted you to see it as well. Um, if you haven't already, it's from our good friend, John Lee from up in, uh, up in Oregon. And uh, let me see here. I want to make sure. Yeah. We're going to add the video there. I want to make sure we can hear it. If you don't hear the words of, uh, of your buddy here, John Lee, then make sure to let me know. But this was a message that John had, for the football team. It's about two minutes long. I thought it was rather powerful and uh, something that we should hear uh, today on the podcast. So let's hear from John Lee from up in Oregon. Hey, Mark. Hey, Matt. Um, just finished listening to the podcast during my workout here a little bit ago. Uh, the recap from the Kings Academy game and was listening to the Josh Tafflinger portion of the interview and uh Matt talking about his senior season, and we got three games left in the regular and hopefully a total of seven games uh, for the year. And 
I've been watching the games on YouTube, and on average, they're about 25 minutes long. And it got me thinking. I do this at work a lot, thinking about numbers and such. And with seven games left, on average, you have 25 minutes of actual football being played. That means there's 2.9 hours, almost three hours, of actual football left for these seniors at the high end. I hope they realize the sense of urgency that is needed. Um, and there's a, uh, a gentleman that I listen to uh, in, the, in the fitness world by the name of Tom Platts. And he talks about having a washcloth that is wet and you squeeze it to try to get every drop out. The reality is most of us squeeze it once and go, I got enough out. Shake it out. Twist it up another way, squeeze it again. There's more water in there. Spin it around, squeeze it again. There's more drops that you can squeeze out. And I hope these kids realize there's more drops left that they can squeeze out of this time in practice, in the film room, in studying uh, what the other team is going to do. And um, anyway, I just want to encourage them they got three hours left. Go get it. Yeah, wow, what a great message, man. Good to see you, John. Um, I know he's a loyal listener. And, um, yeah, what a great message for our guys. And it, it's crazy when you think about it that way. Yeah, a football game is 48 minutes on the clock, but the actual um, amount you're actually playing, yeah, boils down to under a half hour, you know, of live action during each game, which is – it's weird when you think about it. Um, great message from John. Thanks, John. And uh, man, he looks good. You can tell he's 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 he hasn't working out. Jeez. Um, yeah, appreciate it, John. And uh, thank you for tuning in, your support, and thank you for that that bit of advice. Uh, great advice. Um, that's something that I that I'm I'm going to share with our guys and and good way, good perspective, great perspective. That's what this podcast is all about, man. Connecting the alumni to the current guys and and. Just we're all connected. We're all in this. They're doing the hard work, but one day they will be us looking back as the old men. And uh, yeah, it's just such a blessing to do this every week and to talk to fans like uh, John Lee, who's been very, very supportive. And yeah, I, th I don't know if he's got any el eligibility left. He might be able to get you some tackles on special teams, coach. <laughs> Dude, and he was pretty fast too. He's. I, I wonder if he's as fast as he was with that bulk he's added. It's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I know, he, I know his, uh, his daughter up there is a... Uh, very accomplished runner up in Oregon. So uh, keep up the good work, leave family. And um, yeah, love, his to, love to hear. I think it's his son, right? Uh, Elijah or Jonah? No, wait. Anyway. Yeah, he's a runner too, I think, in, in maybe junior college. But I think the daughter is still in, in high school, if I okay. believe. Yeah, that, yeah. I, they got to get that 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 speed from the 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 almond, uh, almond no, side of the family, I'm thinking. John was pretty quick. John was pretty quick. Of the lead boys, kidding. he he was the I fastest. Vouch, he was the fastest. I can vouch for that. <laughs> they, they, uh, you know, argue over other stuff, who was the better player and all that. But I think John was definitely the fastest. Um, yeah, so appreciate that. Also saw your um, part of your interview with Sean Tellis. Great to hear from Sean. And and um, where's he in, in? Hong Kong. Hong Kong. So, man, just the RHP families is all over the world. It's cool. And, uh, they're you, national. You're, you're connecting everybody, Matt. It's, it's really cool. 
Love it, man. Yeah, the podcast is international and, uh, you know, it hasn't been taken down anywhere yet. So that's good. Uh, but yeah, Sean was uh, was great. And I got plenty of compliments on that, which was which was uh, awesome. But I was like, OK, man, I will have to go back and re-listen to it because he had a unique perspective. And yeah, what a tremendous uh, dude he is. Again, uh, servant to others, being a teacher out there in, in Hong Kong. So uh, a lot of fun there. Uh, Mark, I do want to look at some plays with you, if that's OK. Yeah, let's do it. Here is that uh, since he's coming on the podcast later, let's uh, okay. We can do this. Let's say the play number. Good, good, good. We'll go full screen here. Here's the opening kickoff. And you're talking about uh, Josh Curtis. Yeah. Let's move me out of the and, way. Uh, nice run. Nice. That, that typical buck lateral you guys, uh, you guys do. And uh, yeah. yeah, nice, nice return from him. Yeah. I, even it wasn't a super good fake, but yeah, um... Uh, Josh's speed and people don't realize like to have 10 guys minus, you know, 11 minus the kicker running full speed at you and you got to catch the ball and run full speed at them and try to avoid them. That takes a lot of courage, man. And it's not um, a job that any, just anyone could do. And um, it takes a guy with courage first and foremost, and then hopefully he's fast. Um, and sometimes you got to be a little crazy to want to return kicks, but uh, credit to Josh, and he's been great back there. Um, good weapon, man. And, and mm-hmm. I feel like he can take the house at any time. He's a big time special teams player, and uh, and defensively, as, as you mentioned, I mean, uh, Nate's explosive on offense, but I don't know. We get the ball in Josh Curtis's hands here. Uh, you know, there might be some uh, brotherly competition down the road. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. Um, and Josh, yeah, you mentioned defense, but special teams, like a gunner on the punt team, I don't know how many tackles he has on punt. You know, I probably we've probably punted like eight times all season, uh, and, and he's got five of the tackles on, on those punts. So, great player. Well, we're gonna look at uh, the touchdowns uh, here as well as some defensive plays. Here was your first touchdown, left hash snap, uh, which uh, was relevant to this play. Your quarterback, uh, for for all of his uh, his greatness greatness with his arm, he uses his legs here, kind of uh, improvises something. Let's see, here it is here in the shotgun. It's not there, tries to roll out, gets around the defenders, and then he goes into the second gear here, Mark, and finishes at the goal line. Yeah, love that finish, man. Love that finish right there. And uh, we try to tell Alex, you got to limit your hits, man. Don't get hit uh, any more than you absolutely have to. Um, the goal line is probably kind of one scenario where um, it's okay. And, and you know, he has green, spat, green space in front of him. We want him to run. He turned the corner and the edge and he was going full speed. That could have been a pretty nasty collision, but uh, yeah, he finished it. And uh, he was, he had a lot. I was just down there by the goal line, Mark, and he had a lot of energy on this play when he scored. He was all fired up. Yeah, he was. And he's a big guy now, you know, six, three, uh, close to 200 pounds, legitimately uh, put on 30 pounds of, of, of muscle in the last year. And so um, it comes to plays like that. It helps. Well, here was a trips formation that we saw. We don't see this too often. You split your tight end tafflinger out. You got Noah and uh, Nate Curtis here. So kind of some off coverage from the corners and the safeties. But uh, Nate Curtis just, they didn't get the memo, man. Nate Curtis runs right by these defensive backs. And uh, Alex lays lays in a nice pass here for your second touchdown of the game. Yeah, really a great ball. Um, you mentioned Alex's arm strength, uh, but he also has touch. And uh, Nate got behind the defense and Alex put it right there. And it's really cool to see that. Um, start with the protection up front, though. Brewer, Burl, Colby, um, Elijah, 
all those guys up front, uh, who am I leaving out? Um, left out one of them, but yeah, they did a great job protecting and uh, kind of flood flood the area there and make them. Really good to, work by the O-line there. Good feet. Nice pocket. And Alex able to step up. Yeah, Alex bounced around a little bit. He's not staring down a receiver, and he's able to step into his throw. I like that. Sometimes, uh, again, not not criticizing anyone, just note, making note of things. Sometimes, you know, on the run and stuff, he may throw just kind of off one foot and things, but this was really nice here. He gets a chance to just make a, a really good step in and throw. And I just love the O-line. They keep their, they keep their guy in front of them, which sounds simple, but when a guy gets outside you or around you, you have a tendency to grab him. So when he's just in front of you, it's hard to get any kind of holding penalty there. Right. Exactly. Um, keep those hands inside, keep your feet moving, stay low and uh, just give our guy, you know, we need two and a half, three seconds on a, on a play like that. And you got uh, some great options there with the other receivers, but yeah, me memo to whoever, yeah, Nate Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Curtis, get behind you if you give him a shot. All right. Uh, this was a play. Why did I write this one down? I think this was uh one of your sacks. Let's see what this one was. Uh oh, this is the blocked punt. This is the blocked punt here. Here's Colby Johnson. He breaks through and has a little stumble. It's rather kind of hilarious, actually. Yeah, that that second line of defenders wanted no part of him, though. <laughs> no, they did not. Yeah, and you can't hit the putter, folks, if if you block the ball. So there's nothing illegal about that. But Colby sold out, man, and shows just what kind of athlete he is. Uh, sometimes those linemen you forget at Rio, a lot of times they're really good athletes too. And uh, Colby did showed it right there. And we just liked how he kind of called his shot. Like I can block it, okay? Can block it. I love that. And then and that yeah. gives you that gives you confidence to be like, if your guys say they could do something, you're like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> it was just, I mean, cool. it was a great play by him. It was just kind of humorous how he stumbled in there yeah. after split. He split the triple team coach. I can't, I can't be too hard on him. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think their partner was a little looked up and he's a little surprised. Like, Oh shoot. Someone's right there. So it's cool. <laughs> and Andy zoom, nice play hustling down, you know, Andy zoom, Mark, I watched some film this morning. He he's really, uh, he, he really made some nice plays defensively for you guys. He's turned into a nice football yeah. player. Not that he wasn't already. 150 pound defensive lineman. And <laughs> he's just a matchup problem for people. Um, you know, we put him in, like to put him in in passing situations, but even against the run game, he just uses his speed to to uh, avoid the O line and, and get in gaps and find the ball, man. And he's, he's having a really good season. Really happy for Andy. Yeah, definitely. Another another guy, contributor that we don't talk about much, but just kind of behind the scenes does a lot of dirty work. Okay, here was uh, Mr. Josh Tafflinger getting in the end zone again. Uh, very similar to that El Monte touchdown he had, Mark. Yes. Um, all, about, all about the finish. Yeah, oh. finish is really strong. And Josh is a guy who's uh, he's going to get downhill and he's looking for contact, you know. So um, if you want to step in front, you know, that's, that's a business decision you got to make. If you're a defender, is it worth it? <laughs> so really, happy to watch the, um, you know, I don't think he'd scored a touchdown in his career up until this year. And now he's got a few. So uh, another weapon too, he's catching the ball and um, getting in the right spot and does a great job blocking on the O-line too. He's fantastic. I was watching him late in the game yesterday uh, before he came out and he was uh 
just doing little things like a little touch block on a guy on the outside and then getting to someone else and just all those little things really, really add up. So a nice sure. play from, uh, from Tafflinger there. Um, what were you going to say, Mark? No, just for sure. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just echoing what you were saying. Uh, this was another touchdown to, let's see, Nate Curtis, I believe a little toss out into the flat, just an eight yard pass yeah. that turns into a 42 yard touchdown. Yeah. But on time and Alex gets it there right on the numbers. Um, so Nate has time to make a move and, and beat, you know, beat the coverage right here or beat the uh, defender coming in to make a tackle, you know, obviously he got beat before that corner is getting a little more respect. And then, um, Alex puts it right there. Perfect timing. And Nate does the rest. Yeah. You can burn, you can run right by him or you give me space. I'll catch it and then run by you. <laughs> yep. Yep. Really nice play there by. The speedster, Nate Curtis. And uh, this is the ones I loved as a quarterback. Throw it short and then let Doc Bray just run for 40 yards or something. Yeah, yeah. You get – your stats look really good. That's you get the ball eight yards and it went for 50. Yeah. But to your point, a good ball on time, not uh, not slow down. Um, this was Mark. Uh, we talked to Elias Har, your freshman mm-hmm. – Defensive back, hybrid guy on defense, JV quarterback, but I think his future's on defense, man. Uh, this might have been the hit, uh, I'll say a candidate for hit of the year from uh, from your number nine right here. Yeah, the young fellow coming up. Um, let's watch it. We'll talk about it. Bang. <laughs> yeah. Elias... Um... Yeah, big dude, and, and but a really smart player and fast. And so we feel like we could put him on the uh, on the line of scrimmage at a linebacker spot, um, or not at the line on the line of scrimmage, but in the box at, at LB spot or in the secondary, and really any any one of four spots. Uh, he played corner this week, which means he's played free corner and uh, strong safety for us. Um, and he's played outside linebacker. So he's a very versatile guy, smart guy. And as you can see, yeah, really bright future. Not afraid to hit, not afraid to mix it up. No, if you don't want to hit, uh, you, you don't, you don't get on, get on or off the bus at Rio Hondo. I mean, you're, you're, you're at the <laughs> wrong school. And, <laughs> yep. but what I was impressed with Mark too, is his size. I mean, he's only a freshman and he, he's really filled out already. Yeah, decent size. Yeah, de- yeah, not too shabby. I mean, for for Rio, a guy that size, six foot, it's probably about one. I don't know, maybe one sixty five, one seventy. Um, good size, and he's only going to get like you said, bigger and stronger. And he he lowers the shoulder, lowers the boom, but pretty much keeps the head up too. So good. That's that's kind of an all or nothing play. You don't really got to wrap near the sideline there. You just got to uh, lay the wood. And he did that while keeping his head up. So a very nice play from a uh, very, uh, you know, young man who was playing junior high. He, he talked to me last night, Mark. He said, yeah, I was watching these guys in the stands last year as I was in the band, junior high band last year, and now I'm playing. Exactly. Yeah, did a great, yeah, doing a great job. And that was a great tackle. Yep. Uh, here's another great tackle from uh, your middle linebacker, Caden Holcomb, man, who was a beast last night on both sides of the ball. He uh, splits the gap here and makes a nice play. <laughs> he reminds me of Aaron Donald here, splitting a double team. Mm-hmm. Getting getting held yeah, yeah that was a big play um fourth down i and, think yeah i think it was fourth down and uh they were going for it at this point in the game and he got through didn't didn't let the um the guy holding them stop him you know no excuses and he got yeah got to the qb 
they later uh, called a good, it was a chop block big time on uh, a blitz. He oh, had yeah. late, in the, late in the game and I was just happy to see he wasn't uh, injured by that, but yeah, Caden, yeah. Caden uh, is a problem. We'll say on both sides of the football mark. <laughs> Downhill player, say the least. Definitely three more plays here and we'll get out of here. Uh, here was uh, a play, uh, another touchdown pass from Alex Mustaine. I believe. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Back shoulder. Um, again, away from the defender. And Yannick did a good job making an adjustment on the ball and catching it. Yeah. That's really. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah. It's really hard. It's really almost impossible to defend a well-thrown ball like that on time. It's really impossible to defend. Yeah. You could say oh, it was behind it, but, but if you look at the film here closely, I mean, the defender was, uh, was right there and it had to kind of be behind him or, and just a great catch by Yannick. His hands were right on the turf, scooping that yep. thing off the ground. Your backup quarterback, backup tight end to here uh, in this case, making a big time play. Yep. Yannick's a very versatile player, so he can go anywhere. And as a QB kind of, he can do that because he knows the offense. And so he can play almost anywhere on the offense. It's great to have guys like that and to be able to coach uh, all kinds of guys like that. There was, uh, I think, two more defensive plays I wanted to point out. Here was, uh, again, Elias Har, uh, Har again uh, on the just the pursuit and, and the great relentless uh, effort here on this play. Uh, I think it it ends in a sack. Fights pass one blocker, fights pass, and just great speed. We saw his power, and now we get a little bit of his speed here on this play. Yeah, and uh, yeah, running almost, you know, all the way across the field to make that play, not giving up because the guy's sprinting away from him and uh, it pays off for him. But just showing his athleticism, his overall speed. He's going to be a fun player to watch next next four years. Absolutely. Runs past uh, two blockers basically to make that play. And then finally, one more sack for, I think it's, I think it's also Elias, but uh, let me see. No, it's Eskiaki. One of my, oh, it's Eskiaki and Diego, Diego Householder uh, uh, helping out on a sack here. Another fourth down play that pretty much sealed the game. L love seeing that. Right. Yeah, they were trying to get the ball downfield, and and our, our speed rush team got in there and got them. Yeah, it's cool. It was cool. I would Eskiaki. say my two, Eskiaki and uh, Diego Householder, two of your – Shorter guys on the team will say, yeah, like big time, uh, big, yeah, big time yeah. pass rushers, <laughs> right? Both under five six, but fast, they're quick and they're tough guys. So, great job Love on seeing there. that. Love seeing yeah. that. Anyway, just some plays Mark wanted to point out obviously, the touchdowns and then some of the uh, big time defensive plays that we saw throughout the night. Overall, I thought, uh, you know, a pretty good team win. You got out of there pretty, uh, pretty healthy, and uh, it's on to. Uh, you know, the the elephant in the room, the Brentwood Eagles. Mm -hmm. Brentwood, Friday night uh, over there is going to be a lot of fun. We're really looking forward to it. Uh, great challenge. Their quarterback, Boone Lord, is is one of the top, top high school quarterbacks in all of uh, California really this year. And so um, their coach, Jake, a uh, good friend of mine, running a great program over there. And, and uh, so they're going to be very well coached. I believe it's their homecoming game, so it's probably going to be a packed house. Um, a lot of fun. We're really looking forward to it. It's and the game of the year. The league championship on the line.
Yeah. Yeah. They got us last year convincingly. And uh, Boone Lord is the real deal. That's one of the best quarterbacks I've seen uh, at all levels, really. And uh, you got to get pressured on him. You can't. I remember last year it was pulling our hair out. Those third and longs that they completed probably seven or eight of them. And it was just like, we can't get off the field. Yeah. Yeah. It was frustrating for sure. And uh, hopefully we'll have that uh, dialed in a little bit better this year. Yep, and the offense uh, keep that thing rolling on all cylinders. They had some uh, some pretty good tacklers uh, rolling around the field, so uh, it should be a lot of fun. Can't wait another road trip, and uh, then it's home for the final game of the year, and then the postseason, Mark. So it's um, it, it, it the weather's changing, uh, kind of cool weather football football weather, and uh, it, it's fun, man. I'm excited for this finish, especially this next Friday against Brentwood. Yeah, it's gonna be fun, and uh, hopefully we have a good crowd out there. Uh, I would advise getting out early eating somewhere um, around the school and then going to the game. Cause I know people who left a little later last night uh, out to Calabasas, same kind of direction, not really, but uh, you hit traffic. And so try to get out early if you can. Yeah. A little, little better drive, I think, but you never know with West LA traffic coach Carson. Thanks for joining me. Eight. No, congratulations to you and the coaching staff and, and the boys. Uh, it's, it's, it's been so much fun covering this team and uh, we, we know you put in so much work uh, and us alums and, uh, you know, all the parents and family and everyone, we just appreciate uh, all that you do, man. Thanks. Let's keep it rolling. Hey, I heard from uh, multiple people uh, since the game last night, how much they just appreciate the whole broadcast. Uh, a lot of people watched it on NFHS because, you know, it was a far game or whatever. So yeah, I just wanted to pass that on, Matt. Everyone really appreciates it. And uh, it's a great thing you guys are doing. You're doing with this and then and the, the broadcast team and Mr. Bray and all those guys. Uh, it's just amazing. So, Thank you. Well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get to contract talks uh, in the off season, maybe, and we'll see if, if we can upgrade uh, some of, some of the terms. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. this this on air talent yeah. is, a, is a big deal. So yeah, maybe maybe maybe, maybe t-shirts. a three t shirts would be great. Yeah, a third t shirt. That's all yeah. I'm asking. Uh, you know, and 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 we'll strike if we need to. But anyway, Coach Carson, eight and no, congratulations. Talk to you next sure. week. Thanks so much, Coach Carson, coming on the podcast. Always a pleasure chatting with you, whether it be Rio football or, well, anything really. It's uh, just fun catching up on Saturdays and seeing him Friday nights down on the field. Uh, you know, our relationship goes way back to when Mark was coaching me as he just started in high school and uh, just couldn't be more thrilled with the job he's doing out there. So uh, these coaches work hard for us on and off the field, behind the scenes. Uh, you know, they 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 love these guys and they put in so much work. So thanks for all you guys do appreciate you carrying on the proud tradition that is real Hondo Pro Football. All right, let's get to our guests today. We have two uh, interviews. Well, one interview with two guests on it. The Curtis brothers, twin brothers, uh, juniors on this football team. They both contribute in their own way. And uh, it's going to be a fun time sitting down with them and, and talking to them about uh, how much fun they're enjoying, how much how much fun they're having playing real Hondo Pro Football. So uh, usually have just one player on every uh, every week, but I thought, well, these two guys, uh, you know, share a hallway. Why don't we uh, Why don't we bring them on the podcast and have uh, the twin brothers duke it out here on the Charge to Keep podcast? So here are here is our player segment this week: Josh Curtis and Nate Curtis. All right, now joining me today on the program, two very special guests, twin brothers, and two very big contributors to the Real Hondo Prep football team. I'm joined by Nate Curtis and Josh Curtis. What's going on, guys? Uh, not much. It's a Saturday morning. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks. Thanks for that, Josh. Uh, Nate, uh, you had a, a big night last night. Again, a couple of couple of touchdown uh, catches, you know, running away from those viewpoint Patriot guys. Uh, are your legs a little tired today? Yeah, just a little bit sore, but otherwise I'm doing well. <laughs> well, hey, Josh, we, we get to have you on the program this year. Also uh, talk to Nate um, last year. Uh, man, uh, I know I have a brother. We're very close. Um, having a twin brother, I can't, I can't imagine what that's like. Uh, how fun is it, uh, playing, uh, playing with your brother, uh, on this varsity football team? I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun because like we used to always be against each other and like front yard one-on-one -on -one football, but now being able to play together, it's pretty good. That's awesome, man. Hey, we all know what that's like. Uh, I'm sure someone uh, ended up in the house crying to mom, maybe, or maybe there were Nate, Nate, no, no, no tears were shed. It was all just, uh, you know, one on one. Yeah, we we sold the beef out on the field. <laughs> that's right. I like that. That's the way. To, that's the way to do it, man. That's awesome. Uh, well, I gotta ask a random question here because you guys are are twins. You, you, you can tell. You can tell you guys apart for the most part. Uh, which of you was born first? I was about a minute before Josh. Uh, Nate, you know the you know Josh, you're pretty fast, dude. Also, so I could just see Nate uh, Nate winning that race as well. Uh, <laughs> Josh, who's fast? I mean, Nate's pretty quick. He runs the ball a lot more, you know, and stuff. But I don't know. You give Nate a run for your money, don't you, Josh? I mean, Nate's for sure quicker, but I'm like in a straight line. Might be me. Yeah, it'll be close. Okay, I, re I remember being out there in the summer watching you guys at the conditioning drills, and the coaches were always pushing both of you guys. Like, here we go, Curtis Brothers. Which you, which you wants this more? Was there uh, Nate? Was there some friendly competition uh, out there on the field in the summer? Yeah, just some, you know, iron sharpens iron. Just <laughs> challenging each other, make each other better. I love that, man. Iron sharpens iron. That that is good stuff. Uh, Josh, uh, let me ask you, and then you, uh, Nate, you can chime in too. But Josh. Uh, as far as uh, you know, growing up in Care Youth League, do you do you remember kind of playing uh, playing Care Youth League ball? Maybe maybe who was uh, an early coach of yours? What what was playing in Care Youth League like? Um, I mean, we've been playing Care Youth League since like preschool, or, like since we were like five or six, and um, we've just been teammates for like the whole time. And another guy, Zach Burrow, who's on the team right now, we played with him since kindergarten, basically. That's awesome. I think Mr. Burl shared a photo with me where it shows, you know, all three of you guys, uh, you know, as kids. And then uh, now we'll have to find that and share it with everybody. But uh, Nate, what about you? I mean, I asked him, but playing with your brother all these years, other than those one-on-one -on -one wars in the front yard, uh, being teammates with Josh has got to be a lot of fun for you. Yeah, I remember this. I think it was, it was either second or third grade. Josh used to be quarterback and I was like receiver or something. I remember throwing me a touchdown pass, just stuck in my memory <laughs> <laughs> that that's uh that that's really 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 cool um uh, the game last night guys you know we came out on top um you know what was it like josh you had that week off science camp uh la you know last week was it nice to have a break uh or were you kind of chomping at the bit one to get back on the field i mean I, I was excited to be back on the field but it was nice having the break i felt a lot more fresh like before the game i wasn't hurting as much as i am sometimes yeah, I, the bumps and bruises of football is a real deal. And Josh, you you, you know, you you've made some real contributions. You seem to have really been, uh, you've really taken uh, pride in tackling this year. You're one of the better tacklers out there, especially on like special teams. I, you definitely stand out on like punts and uh, kickoffs. I mean, have you kind of, I don't know, challenged yourself in that area to be a little bit more physical this year? 
Yeah, I mean, it's just in the heat of the game sometimes, though. When I get really locked in, it just helps me to tackle a lot better, hit harder, and just make sure not to miss tackles. Nah, absolutely. And, Nate, uh, you guys had the break last week. Did you guys – what was it, survival camp you guys did? Uh, so that's what the seniors did. So we're juniors, so we did astronomy. Wow, uh, the study of the stars. Now, who teaches the, uh, the astronomy camp? Uh, Mr. Lenny does that, and we get all the telescopes out. Oh, that's awesome. So, so you guys had a good time with that then? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, that, is, that is cool. Uh, Mount Care, and uh, that is something I – well, I will say, fortunately, unfortunately, I got to, we got to miss that one for some reason. We skipped over that one. But uh, mm-hmm. the survival camp, Nate, did the seniors talk to you about how cool the survival thing was? Yeah, uh, they talked a little bit about it, but I don't think they've actually done where they, the, the night out yet. Yeah, that's, oh, gotcha. Maybe. Yeah, so they were just, I think, mainly learning this time. But they were sharing oh, okay. some like, cool things they learned. Yeah, and you know what? I, I don't care what kind of camp it is, and maybe you guys – like the classroom i was more of a yeah anything we could do to be out of physical school uh yeah, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan right okay. yeah that's true now now i'll ask each of you as far as actual school goes though uh josh uh what are some uh maybe a, a favorite class that you take uh maybe a favorite teacher uh you know take us uh, where you want I, again i wasn't much of a school guy but you know school is important and i i liked band i like mr kirby that was me but uh what about you um I liked Spanish a lot last year, but we don't take that anymore. So right now, it would probably be statistics. Oh, wow. Is that uh, Mr. Loney also? Uh, it's uh, Dr. Johnson. Oh, Dr. Johnson, the Principal Johnson. Okay, wow. Statistics. So you're a numbers guy, Josh, huh? Uh, not exactly. But I just like it more than normal math. Like, I'm <laughs> glad that I don't have to, like, do algebra anymore. Oh, I th- oh, that makes two of us for sure. Nate, what about you? Who's a favorite teacher or maybe a favorite class you take? I like A Push with Miss Shelton. It's a good time. What is that? Uh, AP US History. Oh, okay. AP US History. Very cool. Get some uh, some early credits. That's awesome. Miss Miss Shelton. Yeah, she. Uh, I've seen her coach uh, basketball uh, in the junior high program and stuff. She seems uh, rather intense. What's she like in the classroom? She's very lively. And okay. Yeah. She. She really. Uh, I guess makes history a lot more interesting than it than it could be. Well, history is history is a great thing, man. I was I always loved the uh, history myself. So AP World History or U- AP US History, you said? Oh uh, yeah, US. Oh, okay, man, that sounds like a great class. That was that's a class I would go back and take just for fun. Uh, but that's me. Uh, you know, you guys are friends with uh, Alex Mustaine, your senior quarterback. Had a great night last night. Um, yes, but apparently, you guys have been going to you. You've known Alex a long time. He didn't get to Rio until last year as a junior. So uh, Nate, talk to me about that. Just you guys uh, known him a long time going to church? Yeah, we've been going to church with him since both of us were born. So we, we'd always like hang out with him after church, and, like youth group events and stuff. So we've known him for a long time. That's really cool. And, and what was, uh, you know, how did it go down? Was it like, hey, man, it would be really cool if you came to our school someday? Well, he was always like really into football and he would always like tell us about like his other school and like and like stuff that was going on there. And, and we just to start talking to him about how he should come over. And he'd occasionally, like on Sundays, we'd throw the football down at Rio. And eventually we, he talked to Coach Carson and then things started to started moving. And eventually he ended up here. Wow, that's really cool. He's been a great addition to the team. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's a great teammate, great leader. Uh, Josh, let me add you, when we did the player introductions in the summer, 
you were one of the only dudes that they threw your middle name in there. I thought it was yeah. kind of cool. What what does that mean? Is it Quavis? What is your middle name? Uh, it is Quavis, yeah. Quavius. What's uh is that is that after someone or is that is that no, it's, my actual middle name is Thomas. Okay, so you're I just said it weird. You said it weird, Quavius? Yeah. <laughs> cool. No, it's it sounded uh unique for sure. Trying to be funny. It was funny. It was it was definitely <laughs> funny. Uh but anyway, let me see. Did you guys both go on the summer trip? Yeah. Nate, what was some memories of the summer trip? Maybe a, a favorite couple places or or or, or Cedar Point. Cedar Point was a lot of fun. And Colby had a had a broken foot at that point. So he got us to the front of all the lines for the ride. So that was a good time. Way to go, Colby. All right. Hey, not faking it for sure. And and Nate or Josh, I'll ask you about the summer trip also. But Nate, uh, real quick, you, you tell me you guys were laughing at Colby. Have you seen that block pun he had last night? <laughs> that was so funny. I don't know how he did that. He was like rolling. He was moving. Yeah. But Colby was showing himself some speed. He had such a, a, a route to the punter and he just like made it more difficult on himself. He tripped. He blocked it, not just with his head, the back of his head, dude. That was <laughs> very impressive. Been, he, told me he, he told me he needed to get a turnover to get in and out from Mr. Clevenger. So he, he was really motivated. Um, you know what? Like most high school guys or even uh, us adults, so you throw some food as a, as a reward and we're all <laughs> over it. So way to go. I thought there was a little extra juice there from Kobe. Uh, good stuff. We'll, we'll be sure to, to tease him later. Uh, Josh, what about you, man? The summer trip, uh, maybe a favorite place or, or a couple different spots you saw? Uh, I loved Universal Studios because I've never been to the one like around here. But Florida, I just like Florida in general. It was like nice to be because we had a really nice resort. It was like a five-star hotel and like swimming there and like going to the IMG camp. And that was all, a lot of fun. Yeah. See, back in our day, us old men, you know, we, we didn't have all those fancy hotels like you guys got to do, man. I hope you guys got to uh, appreciate that. Uh, Nate, just the summer trip in general, the opportunity to get away. You guys both seem like uh, amusement park guys, but uh, just talk to me in general about the summer trip, you know, the, the spiritual lessons kind of just, taking care of your, yourselves, no mom and dad for a few weeks. Uh, just take me, take me into kind of what that was like as a young man. Uh, it, it was a really interesting experience, a good chance to like grow as like an individual, but also as like a team, become more like a, I guess, establish that brotherhood we always talk about at Rihanna Prep. And it was also just a lot of fun on top of that. Yeah, Josh, I mean, to be able to to see all these things and, and stay in nice places is fun, but to be with your teammates 24-7 had to be a lot of fun as well. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun being able to hang out with a lot of guys that I don't always get to see at school because we have, like, different classes and stuff, but being able to hang out with them and spend a lot of time with them on the trip was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, makes all of us uh, jealous. Some some really good memories, uh, for sure. Uh, a few weeks ago, the inaugural happened. President Colby Johnson, of course. Uh, you know, Nate, did you guys? I don't know. I didn't see too many pictures or whatever, but uh, you know, did you guys? Uh, you know, get all get all uh, spruced up and and look all sharp there, Nate. Do you any special tuxedo or anything? Uh, not really. Just you know, or a suit got dressed up, but it, it was really it was funny to see Colby like your friend getting inaugurated as president. <laughs> <laughs> why 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 do you say that uh i don't know colby's just you just see different sides of him <laughs> you see his fun side and then like his serious side and his captain side it's just it's really interesting that's that is that's very well said because yeah there's yeah you i, I understand what you mean uh I, you know fun teammate is 
you see him start talking all serious and you just want to like almost laugh a little bit right but you're like okay hey good great job great job guy uh josh what about you how was the inaugural uh it was fun like i got a ride around on electric scooters okay. after the uh, event just zooming around i've never been on one of those bird scooters before <laughs> just having a good time huh? dressing up yeah inaugurals were always a pretty pretty good time uh nate let me ask you about the coaching staff specifically coach carson and if you want to mention uh, any assistant coach you can but i mean what's it like playing for for these these guys that they, they they care so much about you and they're always barking and, and encouraging you guys to be the best you can but as far as uh, head coach mark carson and the coaching staff what's it been like another year under playing under those guys uh it's always a good time you always know they, they have your back and they're looking at what's best for you but also what's best for the team and they really just put you in good positions to make plays so like they do their job i should have to go out and do my job on friday nights absolutely what about you josh uh the the coaching staff head coach mark carson and just uh, all, all the guys leading the team there um since i mainly play db mr carson's like the main guy who's coaching me up like during the uh practices and yeah i really like it because whenever i make a mistake he's not like he doesn't start yelling at me get like super mad he just like he just like gives me some helpful tips and like tells me what to do next time so that i don't make the same mistake again no and and i think that there's a big difference there in most of the coaches and especially coach carson like he's he's teaching he may get after you but he's yeah. just like hey do you understand why you, you know you made this mistake type of deal so uh, i just always like asking the players uh, about that stuff. So, uh, let me ask you about, I don't know, take us inside the locker room, if you will, Nate, I'll ask you first, like who's, who's kind of the prankster on the team. Is there anything maybe mm -hmm. the fans, you know, fans would find interesting of maybe someone who is serious on the field or I don't know, you don't have to ruin any team secrets or anything, but just, you know, let the fans know a little bit about the real Hondo prep cares and maybe uh, who's a, who's a jokester on this team. There's a lot of jokesters, but, uh, Kaden, Kaden always has some good pranks up his sleeve. Okay. Any any pr pranks you say? Any pranks you could share with us? Well, I mean, he just has like the most random stuff. Like last practice, we all have the the new helmet covers, which are black for our practices. He somehow found a white one, and he came out with a white one. So he's just standing out on the field. It's just really funny. <laughs> That's funny. He's such a big bruiser, linebacker, fullback guy. You wouldn't think that about him. So, so that's pretty funny. Josh, what about, uh, I mean, anything about your teammates that kind of jumps out when you think of, of all, all 20, 30 guys you got on the team? Uh, I mean, yeah, there's Caden. He's like, he's all serious. He's all business on the football field, but yeah, he can be a jokester when it comes to just like messing around with your friends. So that's a blast, man. Well, let me ask each you guys about, just real Hondo football in general. You know, you guys were uh, sophomores now, and, and now the junior class is really, uh, or sophomores last year, you're juniors now, and this this junior class has really kind of jumped out off the page. Last year we knew about the freshmen and the soft, their sophomores now. There's not that many seniors. The junior class, I mean, you guys and, uh, you know, your other teammates, you mentioned Caden, and uh, I don't know. This this class seems, seems pretty special, and uh, Nate just, I don't know, what's it? It seems like you guys have grown uh, pretty strong together. The the class of what would that be? Twenty twenty five. Yeah, we've been playing together for a long time. A lot of us have been playing since middle school, like Andy, Zach, Landry, and then Derek. Derek's a good time to play with. Just a lot of like, it's a lot of fun being out being out there with your friends. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and Josh, would you agree? I mean, the junior class is is uh, become all the classes are pretty tight, but there's you got teammates on every different class, but. 
Justin, I don't know when you see those guys every day or, or just kind of your group coming up, it's pretty special. Yeah. I feel like we've also stepped it up a lot since last year because we got mm-hmm. a lot more guys contributing now than we had last year. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot more guys and Nate, um, you know, you, you are a guy that, uh, again, last year, is, is it getting, is it going fast? I mean, you were, you were just a sophomore last year playing up on varsity and then all of a sudden, boom, upperclassmen. It's like this season's almost over. There's I mean, is time flying for you, Nate? Yeah. Yeah. Looking back at it, it has, it doesn't feel like it, but looking back, it, yeah, it's been going fast, but it's been a good time. For, for sure. And Josh, same for you. I mean, time, time's moving right along. I mean, it's hard to believe next year you'll be, you'll be a senior. It's pretty crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like an upperclassman. I still feel young. <laughs> <laughs> well, enjoy it. Enjoy it uh, while you can, for sure. Uh, how, how's home life, man? Is is it, you know, twin brother? And brothers bash heads every now and then. But, I mean, Nate, are you guys constantly competing? And maybe, I don't know, you, you just kind of rubbing each other the wrong way occasionally at home like most brothers do? Uh, not usually, actually. We, we get along pretty well. <laughs> Very uh, nice. We'll play, like, one-on-one basketball sometimes. <laughs> usually... The only person that gets rubbed the wrong way is if our sister comes out and joins us, we'll mess with her. Oh, man. Uh, Josh, is your sister older or younger than you guys? Uh, she's two years older than us. Okay. But okay. That doesn't mean anything on the basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> no easy baskets. I could see you guys as a healthy competition. Um, Nate, talk to me about your, your – you talked about your sister and just your the your family, man. The Curtis family, they're so – your mom's always super nice to me saying how, how much she likes the podcast and everything. And uh, yeah, what's it? Um, you guys seem like a very close group. Uh, I can't remember what church you guys said you went to, but uh, yeah, just, I don't know, in general, the Curtis family, your mom and parents just. Yeah. Well, I think our grandpa was at, was in BCL. Yeah. So that's like how we got. Uh, oh, with, wow. He was coached by Mr. Taylor. Yeah. Mr. Taylor was his coach. So that's how we got like connected with Rio Hondo prep and stuff. And then, and then we used to go to we used to go to this uh school in like San Gabriel, but then they're having issues there. And then we were friends with like Zach on the Wildcats, and Zach told us we should come on down to Pearl. So we went to Pearl, and then we went to Rio from there. So that's how like we ended up here. Okay, dude, that's that's awesome. I love hearing stories like that. And Josh drops some knowledge. Yeah, your grandfather in BCL. That's pretty neat. Yeah, and um, the crazy thing is he was coached by Mr. Uh, Pat Taylor. But last year we actually had him as a sub, and it was really funny because he's like, "Are you Bob's grandson?" And I was like, "Yeah," and he, like he just knew us, and it was pretty cool. That is awesome, man. That is uh, wow. The his the historic history of uh, Real Hondo Prep and Care Youth League. Sometimes that is uh, that's really neat. Thanks for sharing that very much, uh, guys. As as we uh, kind of wrap it up here soon, I just. What's it? You know, I'm going to ask each of you get your answer here about just Rio Hondo prep football, kind of what it means to you guys currently playing it. Because for us alumni, you know, we look back, we wish we could could go back out there someday, and just to, if you guys feel the, the the presence of the alumni and the parents and and everybody, uh, Nate, what does Rio Hondo prep football mean to you? Uh, it means a lot. It's it's like there's all there's that brotherhood aspect and there's just the pride aspect, like. Even at away games really far away, there's still a lot of fans that show up because there's a lot of support for the program. Like, I don't know, I'll be like coaching at Care Park and they'll be like, good game last night. And like, I don't know them, but it's just, it's really cool to like, I guess, like feel that support. 
Definitely. And Josh, what about you? Uh, Rohana Prep Football is special, and one day you guys will be old men like us. But for now, <laughs> uh, you seem to be enjoying it. What's it mean to you? Uh, I just love being able to play, like being able to be friends with all the guys that I play with because at like bigger public schools, you don't necessarily know everyone on the team, but we're a really like close-knit group. So we know everyone, like someone makes a play, you know the guy and you're just like really excited for him. And then also like at away games, there's a lot of fans, but nothing beats the home atmosphere at Care Park on those home games. I just love the atmosphere. Oh, man, it's going to be great. Uh, big game next week against Brentwood. They beat you guys last year at home. So definitely some uh, revenge on your guys' mind. Nate, you, you ready for that one to take down the Eagles next week in the Eagles' nest? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Josh, you ready? Going to uh, chase down and tackle tackle some of the uh, Brentwood Eagles. I'll be ready to go. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, guys. Big week of practice. Thanks for doing this, guys. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, I, I really, again, love and support what you guys are doing out there. You guys are uh, make us all proud. Keep working hard. Don't be satisfied with 8-0, man. A lot of games left. And uh, keep representing. You guys are uh, uh, definitely a true representation of Real Hondo Prep Care. So from, from me and uh, all the alumni out there, thank you for carrying yourselves accordingly and for working hard for all of us. Thanks for having us on the podcast. Yes. Thank you. You got it, guys. Talk to you soon. Go real. Yep. Big thanks to the Curtis brothers for coming on the podcast. A lot of fun chatting with them and just kind of reviewing all their great work from throughout the season. A big time plays from Nate on offense and huge uh, game changing plays by Josh on uh, special teams and defense. Uh, the Curtis family, hello to them. And uh, thank you for all of their support throughout the season. It's been a great show today, guys. Head coach Mark Carson stopping by as well as the Curtis brothers and heard from alumnus uh, John Lee up there in Oregon with his uh, great message to the guys. So I hope each and every one of you will be able to at least tune in on Friday night for the huge game in Brentwood next Friday night. If you're not able to make it, of course, there is always the NFHS option with Clark Bullinger and Kyle Horton and uh, Dave Guerrero running the camera on the sideline. Chris Kirby, Robert Bray, of course, uh, doing his thing as well. So a huge game, game of the year for sure. I've, I've talked up a, a lot of games throughout the season, but the uh, league game against Brentwood is hands down the big one as they beat us by a few touchdowns last year. And I know uh, real fans have been itching to, to get back at the, at those, uh, those Eagles over there in West Los Angeles. We'll have a pregame show for you on Thursday night. Be sure to tune into that. And if you haven't heard some of the uh, recent interviews with Sean Tellis and uh, Dave Guerrero, other alumni uh, on the pregame shows, go back and uh, check those out. You could skip the, uh, the pregame stuff if, if you want, like, but some fun conversations with Rio alums. And uh, we have a few more great uh, interviews lined up on the pregame shows. Uh, you don't want to miss those. I won't uh, tell you who they are right now. You'll just have to tune in on Thursday night as you get ready for the week nine matchup between Real Hondo Prep and the Brentwood Eagles. The season has flown by. We are eight games in, eight victories to zero losses. Let's try to keep that thing going. But the playoffs are right around the corner, and then it is all or nothing, man. It is win or go home. The Brentwood game, I would say, is not quite a playoff game, but uh, might even be more important just to kind of get in and check the seedings out and not have to play a do-or-die game against uh, uh, Campbell Hall in, in Week 10 like we had to do last year. So uh, Brentwood is the toughest competition we will see this year, and we'll break them down on the pregame show Thursday night, so be sure to tune in for that one. Have a great rest of your Saturday, everybody. It's been fun. Enjoy your Sunday, and uh, to the boys on m Monday morning, man, get back to work and uh, make us proud as you prepare for the huge game on Friday night at Brentwood. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in. Real Hondo is 8-0 with a 35-7 victory over the Viewpoint Patriots in Week 8. We are on to Week 9 and the Brentwood 
Eagles. Let's get it done. And as a reminder, as always, guys, at Real Hondo Prep Football, to be humble in victory and gracious in defeat. Because we always have a charge to keep. A charge to keep I have, a God to glorify, a never-dying soul to save and fit it for the sky. Arm me with jealous care as in thy sight to live. And, O thy servant, Lord, prepare a strict account to give.